the place for talk on the internet. This is TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. We have had this guest on our show before, and we love this guy. It was kind of interesting. The first time I pursued his publicist, <laughs> she the, the, the name of the book that he wrote before is Secrets of Special Ops Leadership, which is uh, Dare the Impossible, Achieve the Extraordinary, which is military. And the publicist said, well, what kind of show do you do? Well, spiritual. And she, <laughs> <Twang>. <laughs> she said, well, I, I don't know that he would be willing to do that because, I mean, that's not the typical show he likes to do. And I said, yes, but the truth is, is that when you are daring the impossible to achieve the extraordinary, you are definitely stretching yourself for the betterment of the whole. And she had to pause on that a moment and go, yeah, I guess that's true. A lot of that spiritual development in different ways. Yeah. Mastering your, uh, you know, mastering over your indulgences or your weak tendencies. That's right. It's, it, you know, you you wouldn't necessarily think of it as spiritual growth, but actually it really is. And this kind of stuff actually gets you closer to being centered, being realistic, being right with life, nature, God, yourself. So you know, it is spiritual. So she asked uh, Bill Cohen if he was willing to give us a try, and he thought, hmm, this is different, but sure, I'll give it a try. And actually, I think we fell in love with each other on that first interview, and we just keep asking him back. He's recently written a new book that uh, hasn't even hit the street yet, and the new book is called A Class with Drucker, The Lost Lessons of the World's Greatest Management Teacher. And uh, as a comment on what this man, uh, let's see, Peter F. Drucker, this is what he thought of our guest today, Bill Cohen. Bill Cohen was a singularly stimulating and attractive student from whom my colleagues on the fa faculty and I learned at least as much as we could teach him. <laughs> And, That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, and every time that we have him on the show, I find uh, very much similar. So we're going to talk about Peter F. Drucker and maybe also some of the uh, secrets of the special ops. Would you welcome to the show our good friend, Bill Cohen. How you doing? Oh, great, and thank you for the introduction. That's terrific. I, and I do really enjoy it. And I, I always, from the start, just as you said, and we really have enjoyed, uh, I've really enjoyed talking with both of you and you to your audience, of course. You know, you, um, I don't even know if you think of yourself as spiritual except for you dance all around it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I definitely think that there's a lot uh, of spiritual things. I mean, a lot of things that, that I come, and a lot of things I learned from Peter Drucker, as a matter of fact, uh, have to do with the mind. And the mind is certainly a spiritual thing. And I, I think that in this sense, uh, most definitely so. But I, but I probably don't think of myself so much as a spiritual 
uh, person, although probably in my writings I do dance around a lot about it. You really do. Well, you know, whenever somebody is really stretching to improve themselves for something bigger than themselves, that is certainly spiritual growth. Oh, I, I definitely agree with you. I so agree with you. You know, it's interesting. I mean, the uh, you know, you mentioned both of the book, you know, the the Secrets of Special Ops Leadership, and the, and uh, then the new book, uh, you know, a class with Drucker. And uh, it's interesting because, um, as I think before the show started, I mentioned, I think in every book that I've written, and I didn't realize this at the time, but as I thought back on it, I mentioned Peter Drucker in some fashion. Now, uh, you know, to, I, I, those of your listeners involved in business probably you know Peter because he was. Uh, Probably the greatest management thinker of our time. He died about, he died two years ago, but he was uh, awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He's, uh, we had a recently a, uh, a, uh, uh, the inaugural global, uh, symposium of Gluffer, of Drucker societies, which have appeared all over the world now. And I was invited to speak at it at, uh, at uh, Claremont, California, where he was a professor. Uh, and there were representatives from, to- from ten countries. That uh, came to, from all over the world to this this inaugural uh, 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 presentation or you know symposium, and so it was uh, really amazing that uh, and he's the lives that he touched and in so many different ways, and and I guess that's why I sat when I actually sat down I thought gee I ought you know this was I was his first executive uh, PhD student, and I thought gee I ought to take I I learned so much from him, I would like to tell people about what he was like as my professor and the relationship that we had over the last 30 years, and then also, uh, you know, how to use these different things. And so that's what the book is actually about. So what exactly was it said that the reason was that he won the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Well, because of his influence so much on so many different, both the businesses and nonprofit. Uh, organizations in the United States, and he devoted the last 10 years of his life, by the way, almost entirely to nonprofits. Um, the uh, um, he really believed that all organizations had to uh, had to change uh, and could change for the better. And uh, I don't know whether you you uh, know of uh, Francis Hesselbein, but uh, Francis Hesselbein, who uh, both recommended the earlier book that, that that you mentioned about the secrets of special ops leadership, but also uh, Peter Drucker's book. She was a good friend of Peter's, and she, when she first met him, she was uh, the head of the Girl Scouts of America, and he was very, very much impressed with her, and likewise the other way. And so he spent a lot of time. She'd really developed the Girl Scouts, done amazing things during her tenure in that position, and now as the head of uh, something called the Leader to Leader Institute. But one of the reasons that uh, she told me that his his interest in, in nonprofits grew so much and and influenced so many people is that he believed that they had the potential for influencing in a positive way so many people throughout the world. So uh, this is uh, all in all. I mean, with the with with so many folks that were positively influenced and impacted by him and by he. Well, by the way, he was. 96 years old uh, when he when he died, mm-hmm. um, he, and he was working for me almost up to the very end. Uh, he really had a lot of influence on everyone. It's amazing, and certainly influenced my I'll tell you, influenced my career greatly. You know, um, 
Bill Cohen here is a retired major general from the U.S. Air Force. Does it sound like you're talking? I'm talking to the audience right now. Does it sound like we're talking to a major general of the U.S. Air Force? <laughs> you know, you think of an admiral, admiral, or a what, general. What do you want me to do? Stand your attention. <laughs> <laughs> attention. <laughs> there we go. Now I feel like we're talking. <laughs> so you know, this is a uh, this is a regular person which has got his head on straight and his heart on good. And, Boy, is that ever true? And uh, he's a major general of the U.S. Air Force, retired. And it all sounds pretty good here. So well, I, I, there's a. I have to tell you this. When I was Peter's student, I was I was had been an Air Force uh, captain and major, and had left the Air Force. I had uh, little experience in business. I had never written a uh, a book in my life. I'd written a couple articles. I'd never made a speech in my life. Well, I, I take that back. I made one speech and it bombed terribly. Yeah, I mean, it really was awful. Was Boy, terrible. you've come a long way. I, yeah, really. And, and 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 that was before Drucker and after Drucker. I mean, I went back in the Air Force. I rose to the rank of Major General. I was very lucky and very fortunate about that. But I started writing books, and, and I hate to – th- you asked me one time, and I think I told you my wife said, well, how many books have you written? I said, she said, "Too many. <laughs> yeah, I've written too many books, but I've written a, a number of books. They've, and they, you know, they, they, uh, they've been translated a number of languages. Uh, I, I speak, uh, you know, all over the place right now. And all these, I, I credit a great deal of this to Peter Drucker. Certainly influenced my life in a positive way. And this certainly is a spiritual thing, I believe. And sure. A lot of the things that he taught were kind of spiritual in, in many different ways. He came from a, he had a very unusual background." Or a very difficult background, I should say. He was uh, he was born in in Vienna. Um, his uh, his father was a minor uh, government official uh, in the uh, in the Austrian government, and his uh, um, he he went. Uh, his father wanted him to go to college right away. Instead, he went to Germany, went to the uh, uh, to Frankfurt, and and took a uh, an apprenticeship with a company, and that's where I think his basic skills in business came from. But at the same time, he went to night school, he went to law school and got a law degree, never practiced law, finished his apprenticeship, decided not to go into business, became a correspondent, went to uh, um, went to a, another city in Germany. I'm sorry, I got it backwards. He was in Hamburg first and then went to, to Fran- the University of Frankfurt, got his doctorate there, and um, met his future wife, who uh, they both fled uh, Germany when Hitler came and they met in England, and then uh, wrote a book there called... Uh, the end of uh, of economic man, and uh, then immigrated to the United States in 1937. And while he was while he was here, his book was published, and the book was 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 reviewed by a guy who was was sort of well known, but not real well known uh, uh, at the time. Certainly not a heavy duty. He was not a uh, well. Anyway, let me just tell you who he was. It was Winston Churchill. Gave him a very favorable review. And, of course, two years later after that, Winston Churchill was the prime minister of England and really, in a lot of ways, kind of saved the world while we uh, yeah. until we got into the war. Boy, so, you know, don't you wonder what where the world would be at without that one man, Winston Churchill? Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah. And this is a guy, too, and it, it goes to another one, and maybe this is where Peter got one of his principles. He said that... Um, you know, failure does not end things. I mean, because you failed once or twice or a dozen times or more, doesn't make any difference. You can go on to great things. And Winston Churchill is a really good example of that because Winston Churchill, um, you know, he was a he was a uh, during World War One, 
he had been a he was a politician i think he was i believe he was the uh, secretary of navy or had some important position but he was behind the battle of gallipoli i mean he was the one that uh, was uh, was the promoted it did everything he could to get it initiated they did this thing uh, they they fought in uh, you know in gallipoli and it was the worst defeat the allies ever had they had the highest losses that they, in the, in the, uh, and the lost more than ever before. Yeah, percentage-wise, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then he, so he went into the army then and served the, in the trenches as a, as an officer, and it looked like his career was at an end. And then here we go, uh, you know, which is a major defeat. In fact, if you follow, I, I've sometimes been asked, is the Peter principle Peter Drucker's? And I said, no, absolutely not. In fact, uh, Peter Drucker said, the, the Peter principle is nonsense. <laughs> he said, you don't rise to anybody's level of incompetency you have a problem you fail and then you can move to the side and up or different ways and go on to great success and that's exactly what happened to winston churchill so i don't know whether he, he consciously realized that uh you know his his book reviewer was was uh was in exactly that situation when he told us this but he certainly believed in that and of course there's all kinds of examples i mean i i pointed out to some of my students that uh, uh john uh, that roland macy uh, started six different department stores and failed in all of them until he finally started Macy's. And now it's a, you know, 140 some years later, it's the largest store in the world. So if it had, if it was a Peter Principle and the guy would be gone, I mean, we should just dump him somewhere because unfortunately the poor guy failed. So there was a lot of good stuff that came out of, uh, a, a lot of the thinking that came out from, and maybe as a result of, uh, this first review from, uh, Winston Churchill. Why do you suppose Peter Drucker said organizations must, must change for the better? Well, he really didn't. Uh, there were a lot of there's a lot of good things about organizations that he believed, but he was very unhappy with uh, some of the businesses. And what really struck him, uh, I mean, he believed that everyone is accountable, and he believed that. Uh, um, on the side of uh, labor unions, for example, he thought labor unions, while they were really important early on, that they uh, they had degenerated to the point that they were simply uh, um, advocating increasingly higher uh, benefits. We're, we're going to have to take this after the break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber. Our guest today, Bill Cohen, author of A Class with Drucker. If you have a question for Bill, send it to Q at MasteringOurselves.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> 